Welcome to the Founders List podcast, the official podcast of FoundersList.com, a place for founders and entrepreneurs to connect, find potential co-founders, relevant events, business partners, and search vetted service providers to help build their businesses. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the Founders List podcast. My name is Seth Akhtar, and uh, I'm here with Asra Nadim, who is the president of Draper University. Thank you so much for being with us, Asra, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. So I'm actually personally very excited to have Asra as a, as a podcast guest. Uh, she's actually an old friend of mine as well. We've worked not only in the U.S., but also in Pakistan. So kind of tell us a little about, you know, your background and obviously some of the awesome work that you've done. Sure. So I grew up in Pakistan and I am like a lot of women of my generation in Pakistan. I'm the first girl in my family who went to college. And from there, I studied economics and I wanted to, I was very set on a career in politics and I wanted to, like, like every young person, I wanted to change the face of politics in Pakistan. And then from there, I very quickly realized that that's, like, I want to pick and choose my battles and that's not a battle I want to fight. And Personally, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that there is no freedom without some sort of financial freedom. So as long as you are bound to a feudal lord or a government or anything for, or even like, you know, your Pakistan is a very patriarchal society. So you're your own patriarch in your house for financial support. There is no freedom of expression. So from there, it very quickly went into, okay, how do I kind of go into that mode? And technology was a great way to do it. So my first business, I kind of started it off of MIRC and, um, <laughs> I know I used to smuggle foreign chocolates into Pakistan and, um, it kind of just took from there. I think technology is a great enabler and it really opens up so many doors for people. And I got hired by this young guy who just moved from Pakistan from Stanford, Monas, and he was starting a matchmaking website and I was hired as a customer support person. And within two weeks, I was like, you don't know what your customers are saying. This is not what you... So I was hired full time. And then from there on, we built um, a whole bunch of interesting products in Pakistan. We raised money from the valley from Draper uh, Draper Fisher and a whole bunch of other people then I moved to Dubai built online infrastructure there moved to Canada um, and then moved down here to the valley and I'm uh, it's been an exciting journey but I've worked kind of in multiple places always on technologies that empower people to lead better lives and that's kind of where again going back to the financial piece of it it's it's very important for me to have that financial independence and angel investing was like a great way to kind of, you know, figure out where am I going to find that balance? So I started, right. I wasn't an accredited investor in the U S so I started by writing small checks for international companies and because they don't really care. They just need money and really helping them do well. And so that's kind of how I forayed into investing. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, kind of tell us a little more about Draper University and, you know, you've been there for a really long time, kind of a little background about what got you started and you've moved your way obviously up to the top. Yeah, so I've been here for five years and um, so Tim Draper, he's a venture capitalist and he started Draper University because he just wanted to really 
Um, so it's a very Socratic model of learning where you actually learn from other people, learn by doing. And within his network, he had a lot of successful founders and he wanted to see how we could transfer that knowledge over to very early uh, founders, essentially, or people who were just thinking about starting the company. Um, so that's kind of the, was the idea of it. And, you know, it's a very like superhero themed place because he really believes that the world needs more superheroes to like solve big problems in the world. Um, and from there, that's kind of how it started. And then in 2015 is when I uh, connected with him because obviously we'd raised money from him before. So I kind of knew of him and I came down to check out the school and I kind of never went back. And um, it's, it's exciting because you get to work with so many people from all over the world. So one of the things that we did is then we built partnerships with various governments across the world. And we work with very early students or aspiring entrepreneurs and really open up uh, our Silicon Valley network for them, either for hiring, um, fundraising, networking. And then um, two years ago, um, we started a small fund that I manage. So within the university, we also have a fund and that fund invests anywhere from 25 to a hundred thousand dollars in companies that come out of the school. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, it's been a great, uh, it's been a very interesting experiment, but what's happened organically is that as we started working with more and more of these ecosystems, we kind of became that connection or something that kind of made that ecosystem grow because um, when we go in, in a lot of like markets, and this is something that always annoys me, is like people, like governments would spend billions of, like millions of dollars in these like fancy looking buildings without any real work being put into leadership or any real work being put into the network that's going to help these people or giving them financial resources because I mean, that's the biggest challenge is like the financial resources, yeah. right? And then the term sheets that people get are horrendous. They mm -hmm. want to give them $10,000 for like 50% equity or something, right? So that's kind of what we started changing. And over the period of time, we've seen our term sheets or like us setting more and more terms that are founder friendly. Mm -hmm. And that in itself has been an amazing um, journey to see. So we have 32 funds in our ecosystem, um, 32 Draper Venture Network funds, mm -hmm. and um, Draper University is the education arm of that ecosystem. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, especially for our listeners. If you're ever in Mountain View, definitely go check out the space. Uh, there are plenty of free events also that they're hosting for the community and <clears throat> just some awesome people all around just to huh. network with. Um, so actually, you know, we talked a lot about startup ecosystems and, you know, you've, you've been a part of so many different ones. Um, a big issue that we've seen, kind of, or, you know, one of the things which we're also trying to do at Founders List is how to really engage or, or help these entrepreneurs who are really already bogged down with so many things that they need to do, but they still need to be able to go out and network and, and join a community. So any kind of advice for how these kinds of entrepreneurs should either find and then how should they engage with these kind of startup programs in order to extract the most value out of them? So one of the things that, and this is something I personally do as well, I look at everything as a sales funnel, right? So be that your network, be that, you know, your actual customer pipeline, whatever you're doing, it's a funnel. Yeah. 
and you have to kind of go broader on the top and really like, okay, these are multiple communities that I can be a part of, but then you really start stress testing them mm -hmm. and really see what's working for you and have very specific asks for each one of them. Because, um, and I remember when I was younger, a lot of times when, or like when we were working on my first, like I was working on the first company, it was like, can somebody come and help like sometimes a lot of times you're trying to figure out what you need but you're looking at somebody else to help you with that which is never kind of a good place to be at mm. so even if you're very very early or you're a founder who doesn't have a lot of resources having that kind of plan okay this is what i'm going to get done in the next three months and to get there, these are the things that I need. So do I need resources? Do I need hiring? Do I need capital? Or what is it? Or usually these are the three things that people need, right? Or obviously customers. Um, and then just go out and talk to them and treat each one of them as a bucket and see which bucket works best for you. Mm -hmm. So at least that's kind of my philosophy. I really don't believe in networking. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should go out and meet people just because. Yeah. Um, your time is extremely valuable. Mm -hmm. And how you utilize it, you have to make that more and more efficient. So I think communities like Founderless or Product Hunt or all of these are extremely useful because you can find the exact kind of people and people are extremely helpful on these communities, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you ask something very specific, you'll find so many people who they will raise their hands and say, we'll help you with this. Mm -hmm. So having a specific ask and then really honing in on what that ask is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if, considering the amount of communities that are out there, it, it, that's pretty actual, actually relevant just because you kind of get overwhelmed with the amount of events. You know, everyone's kind of bombarding you. They'll offer you free milk and cookies, but you know, outside of that, you really need to focus on what exactly you want to get out of either that one event or. Yeah, and you should also question other people's motives, right? Why is this event being organized? What are the organizers getting out of it? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's extremely important because by the end of the day, you're giving away your time to somebody in ex and it should always be some sort of an exchange there. Like, what are you getting out of that time? So if you are going to go to an event, always ask who else is there? What's the agenda? How much time does the speaker have? I know a lot of times events are like, oh, we have the speaker. And then you're like, okay. And the speaker's like literally comes in two minutes before the event and leaves like a second after. Mm -hmm. which doesn't do anything right so you mm -hmm. should always like ask questions about all right how much time would he have after he or she would have after to like stick with it and answer questions mm -hmm. or if you're a startup a lot of these events offer great uh, discounts and perks yeah. sometimes that they have like resources that you can tap into so mm -hmm. always have like some sort of an agenda and yeah. obviously if you're i mean i've gone to events when i was younger for free food <laughs> that's great <laughs> That's a great agenda too, right? But at least have an agenda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely during the college days, especially, you know, in, in larger kind of ecosystems, you always find either the larger companies or a lot of these universities that are, you know, hosting these entrepreneurship events with free food. So definitely yeah. take those. So we're, you know, uh, along those li the lines of networking. So we, we talked a little more about, you know, obviously your own community is centered around your Mountain View space. Uh, with the current crisis. San Mateo. Oh, sorry, San Mateo. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, my apologies. Um, no problem. 
you know, with, with the current crisis and how, you know, kind of we're dealing with uh, coronavirus and COVID-19, like, how, how do you think, you know, starting a company is going to change? Or if somebody wanted to start today, any kind of tips on, uh, you know, how are things different than they were or what, what they should prepare for? Just start. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, work, again, when you're starting a company, it's a very isolated, like, you know, incident. Mm-hmm. And for the lack of a better word, it's a very, um, you don't need to go to a co-working space to start a company. You can pretty much, as long as it's something that you're passionate about, that you know the people are willing to pay for, or this is a problem, go ahead build something, try it, talk to people, see if they'd pay for it or if they'd use it. And um, that being said, I think, especially like, so for a lot of things are easier because people have access, like you can access people online and because you're not commuting or there's like, so people have slightly more time, but also it's harder because for people who have children or are taking care of parents or any have dependents that they have to take care of, they have less um, time availability as well. So now you're fighting against a lot of things that are high priority for Mm -hmm. them. But again, make a list go through that funnel of like, what do you want out of somebody and reach out to them? I think you just have to go ahead and do it. And online or offline, it's pretty much the same process, right? Because 90% of the founders don't have a network. So I still don't have a network because I live in a bubble and I don't have a network outside of that, right? So tomorrow, if I want to do something, I'll start exactly the same way, or I've done that before, right? Where you just start by reaching out to people that you think are the most relevant to what you're doing or would be the most interested in what you're doing, be be those customers or be those investors. And now it's slightly more efficient because you can do a 15, 20 minute Zoom call and get stuff done that would otherwise take like two hours commute and everything included. So. Mm Yeah, absolutely. No, things have definitely changed, but we're also seeing this kind of a really large interest around people wanting to learn either about entrepreneurship or, you know, they, some people do need a little assistance in terms of taking that next step. And I know right now Draper University has a new program out for Fundamentals of Entrepreneurship. Would you mind kind of telling us a little more about that and who that's for? Sure. So that program is for anybody who wants to start a company but doesn't know where to go. <clears throat> Um, what we do is essentially bring out people who bring together people who are exactly in the same phase of their life and they can be of any age. So our last program, our youngest participant was 15 and our oldest participant was 52. So it, it doesn't matter what phase of life you're or what stage of life you're in as long as you're in the same phase which is I want to figure out how to start something or I want to start something very very early Uh, but I'm very early I don't know where to go I don't know what I need I don't know how to like what's growth hacking I don't know how to like look at a business plan I don't know how to look at numbers Um, a lot of these things that's what we help with it's a two-week program it's lives it's pretty like every day we have a lecture um breakout sessions and then a team activity so it's pretty hands-on and it helps people 
really flush out the ideas or different things that they're thinking, but then also not only build a network of other founders from across the globe, but also plug into our network in the Valley because we do bring investors, industry experts to do office hours with them. No, absolutely. So it's been and, fast, two weeks. I mean, everyone in the Valley at least knows about the Draper Network. So being able to leverage that through the university into the funds and into the larger kind of scheme of things is tremendous value. Um, so actually around that, you know, what, one thing we also wanted to quickly announce to, uh, during this episode is that so Draper University was also very kind enough to, uh, to provide Founders List with a discount code uh, for early bird pricing on their Fundamentals of Entrepreneurship program. Uh, there's going to be a little more information uh, in the description of the raffle, but uh, thank you so much for that, Asra. You know, we really appreciate that, and we, we really hope that our, it's, it's a tremendous value for our users as well. I'm happy to do that, and looking forward to seeing what kind of people we are able to access through you guys. I appreciate it. We're, we're definitely going to try and send you some high-quality people over it. Um, you know, just, just before we, we kind of end, like, so... Uh, one thing I really want to reiterate uh, for this episode is, you know, uh, sir, not only are you president of Draper University, but also within the overall eco or multiple ecosystems, you're considered a tremendous advisor, a mentor, you know, just a, a tremendous resource for people to reach out to. Um, would you mind if our listeners do reach out to you and, and uh, you know, for, for, for what you think you could provide them the most value? So I'm happy to, um, again, be specific. So things that I'm really good at, I'm extremely good at figuring out where your initial, like who your initial customers could be potentially and how do you reach out to them? Because that's kind of what I've done before I started doing this. Um, so I'm good at uh, growth, sales, and also obviously we do, uh, have funds that I can connect you with. So the best way to reach out to me, um, I reply to all of my emails whenever I get them. So it's just my name at draperuniversity.com. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I think, uh, you know, that's it from us on this episode. Asra, thank you so much again. We really appreciate your time. And as always, stay safe and we hope you take care. Thank you so much for doing this. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Asra. Yep. Hi.